Welcome to Chapter 4, Final Learnings, New Beliefs and Advice to Others. The sound quality will also be different in this chapter as we needed to change locations. Do you have any particular mantras or quotes which you found particularly helpful during your recovery? For me, that was, you touched on it before, something's useful at a certain time yep. and then it might not be useful, yep. you know, after a period of time and that was certainly the case for me. I felt like I was just trading off yep. quotes, you know, I'd hear something and it would resonate and um, that would like get me through, yeah. you know, it would be super powerful for a week or two, for instance. Yep. But often they would kind of lose yep. power or lose some sort of impact over time. So I, I wish I'd written them all down yeah. because it would be a long <laughs> list. Anything like that for you? Yeah, yep. So the, the how do you eat an elephant is, is one that, that always stuck with me. Is how do you eat an elephant and it's one bite at a time. So it's just about, yep, you know, not looking at the whole whole thing is some great big huge thing we're just doing a little bit of a time and, yep. uh, yeah I'm probably much the same as you there was um you know there were were quotes and things that did resonate with me and we came across and like oh, yeah that's awesome and you know another one for me was um, there's one of a uh, of a lion and it's you know a lion doesn't lose sleep over the opinions of sheep and you know that's good yeah <laughs> yeah yeah cuz you know there are times where you just think, you know, all these people are telling you that, you know, you're not good enough or, or you're not trying hard enough or whatever and you've just got to stay true, I think, to your core values and, and yeah, what you think you are. So I like that. You've touched on this a little bit but I'll ask it in case you have anything to add. Sure. In the last eight years since the accident, what new belief, behaviour or habit has most improved your life? Ooh, that's... Yeah, it's quite an expansive question. Um, yeah, so for me, um, I suppose I've always been fairly community orientated and everything. Um, but yeah, I've, I've expanded that out a lot broader now as far as humanity and all the rest of it. So I mentioned before that I'd sort of had a bit of spiritual growth and, um, and yeah. Like I, I truly believe that we're all equal. Um, you know, I think we're we're souls of equal worth, and yet we have uniquely different values, all of us. So, and that's where I think society sort of, um, yeah, is challenging where we are as a culture at the moment because we we sort of lose the value of each person, and people get too caught up on on. Um, yeah, each other's values rather than the, the core worth or, or what you're working towards because, yeah, I truly think if if you want to be, um, you know, understanding and empathetic towards everyone, you have to consider all points of views. You can't force a minority or, or whatever. So, yeah. so for me, learning um, about who I am, uh, what my values were, so losing the farm and that, because that was who that was my identity. Like I was, yeah. I'm Lloyd. I'm the farmer and whatever. And, um, but yeah, when you have all that torn down, you're like, well, well, who am I? And and what does matter to me? And what are the things that mattered to me then that still matter to me now? And what are the things that I can let go of? Um, yeah. So for me, I'm more excited about life. Like there's, I'm much more curious about all aspects of things. And um, you know. 
I like reading up on, on different cultures or, or religions or whatever and, and just seeing how that's evolved over history. Like I, it's, we don't, you know, in Australia we've got such a, a brief history and, and the way we develop policies and things now are so short-sighted and we're always talking, you know, election cycles rather than what's, mm. what's better for the next generation or our kids and, and our grandkids and, you know. It's all pretty self-limiting. Yeah, that's right. Yep, we are. It's, you know, they're almost stuck in this egocentric, you know, what am I going to get out of it or, you know, what's the benefit to me or you know, how much money are we going to make out of it? And that is just, um, yeah, doesn't resonate with me at all anymore. Like that is just such a short-sighted. Um, yeah, I think we're all, we're all special and we're all individuals and we all have limitless potential. We just need the right, um, you know, the right situation and the right support and, you know, you've got to have situations that are conducive to people's growth. Um, and that's when you really get the best out of people and, and us mm. as a society, I think. For people that maybe, are, you know, they're still within the darkness, if you like, yep. is there anything that might help when they're reassessing or wrestling with who they, how they see themselves or how they have seen themselves until that yeah. It's evolved. Yeah, no, look, they're really, <laughs> um, I think it's super important for, for people when they get into those situations that when you are in the midst of the darkness, it, it's very hard um, to actually see past that at times. Mm. But, you know, change is always possible and, you know, Winston Churchill said when you're going through hell, just keep going. Because there is so much potential for for things to change, and we may not always consider it or always see it. Um, that's like they talk about suicide. They say that's a you know that's a permanent answer to a temporary situation. Yeah, you know, because sometimes you do feel shit, and sometimes you you don't want to go on. But that's not always the case. Mm-hmm. Like it only takes, you've only got to have the right interaction with one people, you know. When I was at my worst, you know, you're feeling shit about yourself and you're feeling shit about everything. You go out and then someone would sort of make a judgment of how you look or whatever at the time and that would just, just destroy your day. But on the flip side, it only takes one interaction with a decent person and then you get that spark back and you're like, oh, not all is lost. Yeah. And so, yeah, and I, it is hard sometimes to find those because you can go for weeks where you're just in the fog and you're just in the shit. Um, but, yeah, I think people, yeah, I'd like people just to re- remind themselves that there is the possibility for change and, and yeah, it's not permanent. And, yeah, although it's hard, like I won't discount, you know, as I say, we're talking about night terrors and that. There is real shit that I never thought I'd get through, but, you know, one bite at a time, one foot in front of the other, you just got to keep chipping away. So. And that's probably something just to remember. I remember early on someone saying to me, it was really early, yep. this too shall pass. Yep. <laughs> but I actually kind of resented it at yeah. the time yep. because – I was like, well, I don't know if this will pass. Yeah, that's right. And and that's that. I mean, that's a major fear, probably for all of these um, situations. 
yeah. is the uncertainty of whether you will recover. Yeah. And so, yeah, I just want to highlight that when you're saying this is temporary or this is this will change, yeah. I think that's from from having been in those positions yeah. where you don't think you, you really question if it ever will change. Absolutely. And then over a longer time span realising that they do. Yeah, and and how you perceive success probably will evolve too. Because if I define myself as, you know, being fixed and well is me farming and doing life I was before, well, I'll never achieve. Never get there, yeah. Yeah. And so, yeah, that evolves because what, what you – we only know what you know. And so when you're in the situation and, and you've lost so much and you're just struggling to find out who you are, yeah, well, that is sad. That is depressing because that's only what you know. But what you fail, what people may fail to grasp from what I failed to grasp is that, you know, what I thought I was was like 2% of what my potential was. Like there's so many other things that, yeah, I wouldn't have found if I hadn't gone through what I'd been through. And, yeah. And yeah, don't worry, like there was times that I thought, yeah, same thing, and people would give you this quote and you're like, fuck me, you don't even know what I'm going through. Stop discounting how I feel. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. Beautifully yeah, stated. <laughs> um, did you hear any bad recommendations or what bad recommendations have you heard throughout your recovery? Yeah, so... When you're trying new and different things, for me, they've got a there's some fundamentals um, that they have to meet. So, yeah, and that's around my values and and also some of the processes. You know, they say that uh, a good guru will will give you all the answers essentially for nothing. But then there's the ones who always want you to pay that bit more before they'll give you the next answer and all the rest of it. Like, you know, if there's just as many good, there's just as many charlatans. And so for me, you've got to look at the holistic, you know, what are you getting out of it? Um, and you're meaning a treatment or a... Yeah, a treatment or, um, you know, something you're researching as far as uh, teachings or, you know, yeah. qualities that affect your life. So for me, they have to actually resonate with my core values. So mm-hmm. um, they still... So they've got to be overall loving and compassionate and all the rest of it. They've got to have no ill effects on those around me and all these sorts of things. Because when you're going through health and development, like you'll come across people who may go down one part of new age spirituality. They sort of project everything onto everyone else around them and they're like, oh, no, I can't do that because this is me now. And, and, you know, it's sort of, yeah. For me, yeah, the things I have, things I wanted to experience still have to meet my core values. They have to be of benefit to those around me and, and myself. And yeah, they have to have tangible results um, and they have to be ethical people because yeah, I think you've got to trust your instinct with um, what you're getting out of people or, or what you're watching or what you're learning. Um, and there's lots of treatments and modalities where they just encourage you to come back. It's like, you know, I've got you a hundred bucks. I'll see you in two weeks again. And, yeah. you know, um, and that's fine. Like that person may get you to the next step or whatever. But yeah, there's, I think there's a risk that if you get stuck with someone you believe's the answer and you've plateaued with them. Yes. And they just keep, you know, sort of milking you. Yeah. Whereas I like the ones who go, oh, 
there's actually nothing more I can do for you. I don't know why you're coming back because because yeah. they just give it to you straight. They're like, well, yeah. well, why would you be here? Yep. When you feel overwhelmed or unfocused, and this can either be you know past tense or yep. current tense, what do you do? You know, if it helps, what questions do you ask yourself? Yep. So for me, I've become better at uh, recognising uh, when I'm getting wound up or things are getting unsettled. Mm-hmm. So one of my indicators is that I'll reach my phone more often. I sort of look for a distraction. Yes. So yeah, <laughs> I it's all society generally now. Yeah. <laughs> you're so uncomfortable to sit with your own thoughts. And so when things wind up, you're sort of looking for this stimulation. It's like your brain. They call monkey mind monkey mind because you imagine a monkey in like a gift shop. It picks up something, throws it away, picks up something else, throws it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's never satisfied. It's just always searching. Which is the classic phone these days. Yeah, that's right. Apps. Yeah, yeah. Because you sit there and you go, oh, I'm looking at my phone. And you don't even realise that you sort of do it. And, um, and yeah, so for me, I know when when things are getting too much or or I sympathetic nervous system's getting wound up. Yeah, there's these these indicators for me which is, you know, looking for shit to buy online or or searching for stuff on my phone or or unable just to sit and be still. Mm-hmm. And so for me, when that happens, I actually have to do a bit of a reset. I mm-hmm. have to be strict with my phone. Um, and also for me, I like spending a lot of time in the bush, so I'll just go and sit on the riverbank and, um, you know, meditate or just yeah. listen to the birds and uh, just being present in your surroundings. Um, one of the the best, I suppose, easiest meditations I ever heard was a was a monk who, um, yeah, he really he grew up. Um, in a monk family, and then, <laughs> and then um, he had lots of trouble meditating and stuff and hated it. <laughs> and then he, he just decided that he'd sit in his room for a few days and just find the noise. Anyway, so he'd just sit there and you just, you don't search for noise, but you let the noise come to you. And, and when you first start, you may last two seconds, you'll go, oh, lots of noise, and then five minutes later you, you realise that you're in your brain and your brain's just been running and then you just... As in thinking of things. And, yeah. Oh, what am I going to have yep. for lunch? And, oh, that person said this. Yeah, that's right. Because you start like, oh, I'm just listening to noise. Two minutes later you go, hang on, where'd the noise go? I'm just running along <laughs> in my own dialogue. And then he says you, you don't reprimand yourself and you don't, um, you know, scold yourself because that's your mind just trying to do that to yourself. And then you're just like, I'll find the noise again. And then you sit there. And, and so then you may get 30 seconds and then your mind will go. And, and then you, when you wake up and you go, oh, I'm in my mind again, you find the noise. <laughs> and then you may, you know, so it's just a, an evolution. And, and yeah. so for me, when I'm, when I'm wound up or, or things are getting too much, I've actually just got to take stock and, and go and calm things down and just yeah, try and get back into a bit more flow. So. And when you say find the noise, I'm imagining... If we're sitting here now, I can hear a car outside. I can hear someone talking somewhere behind me. I can hear a creak. Is that what you mean? Yeah. Yep. So it's finding the the little bits of noise in a broad context. So it's not focusing on one of them, but it's like letting the waves of sound wash over you. So yeah, 
you'll hear the ute and you'll hear the bird over there and you'll hear all these things and, and yeah, it's like a sort of a 3D yeah. sound experience. You're just sitting there and just absorbing it. Righto. Well, it's about time uh, to wrap up. You've been incredibly generous with your time. We've just moved locations. <laughs> <laughs> um, any final thoughts or comments or advice to those who might be listening? Um, no, just look, I think people have to be compassionate to themselves. Uh, quite often the voice in our prayer, in our mind um, belittles us. And I say it to the kids, I say, you know, if you're trying to help someone or get the most out of someone, would you say to them what your brain tells you? Like when your brain's scolding yourself or telling you you're not good enough or whatever, you know, overlay that over the person you're trying to help and you go, would you say that to them? Generally, it's, it's the furthest thing away from how you actually get the most out of someone. And so and you're, you and your mind, you're stuck with for your whole life. So if your greatest advocate keeps putting you down, you need to actually question that and go, well, I'm here with myself. That's the only constant I'm going to have in life. Friends will come and go. Family will come and go. I can't be kind to myself. What hope have I sort of got? And yeah, so I think people have to treat it themselves with some compassion, mm-hmm. um, not just those around them, because we all make mistakes. We all trip sometimes it's one step forward, two step backwards. And um, yeah, just continually ask questions. And um, if something's not working, there's no harm in moving on to something else. It's yeah, for me, it's a journey. It's not about a destination. I don't think I'll. For me, there is no destination anymore. Like life is just going to continually evolve. You know, eight years ago, I was a farmer and I was in all these roles and whatever. And I thought, you know, I'm going to be here till I die. I thought I'd pass the land on to the kids. And you know, eight years later, everything's changed. I've been through heaps of different things, but I probably wouldn't trade it for the world now, to be honest. Like it's, yeah, it is just life. That is just part of my journey. It's part of my growth and. Yeah, it won't ever stop until my heart stops and, and then I don't have to worry about it, so it sort of doesn't matter. So. Any thank yous that you'd like to, you don't have to, but if you've got any you'd like to put out there? Yeah, um, oh, look, a huge thank you to my family, uh, to my wife and kids. Like They sacrificed so much in, um, yeah, in putting up with me. Uh, you know, it was really hard work you know, because I was so miserable. And that, that has an effect on them and they trade so much of their own time, um, yeah, to be helpful and, and understanding and things. And, and it also, to, you know, the people I've had who have shown me or given me the little tidbit to go on, you know, <laughs> there's other people, yeah, I think it's just important to focus on, yeah, the good bits because those those little shining bits of light that you find, uh, yeah, it's so awesome that people go out of the way, like the bloke who, who rang me up, you know. He didn't have to do that, but he just felt compelled. And I suppose that's changed for me too now. Like if I see someone or something, I go, oh, this may or may not work for you, take it or leave it, but this was good for me. And, you know. Well, thank you. So, so much. It's been such a pleasure to, to meet you and, uh, yeah, hear some of your story and uh, I really, really appreciate it and um, 
think it'll be hugely beneficial, yeah, to those listening. So thank you. Hey, thanks, Robbie. And, um, yeah, I appreciate the project you're doing. I think it's amazing. Um, yeah, it's going to be one of those little things that people will come across and it'll add value to their life and help them on their journey. So it's great. Hey guys, it's Robbie again. I'll have show notes on everything we talked about this episode on the podcast website. There's a link to that in the podcast description, along with a full transcript if you find that easier to follow along or to find what you need. I do need to highlight that neither I nor Lloyd are medical professionals. The advice and learnings which we share during our discussion are not medical advice and should be considered and reviewed in consultation with a trusted medical professional prior to being acted upon. These are simply our learnings from our experiences. Take what is valuable and leave the rest. Now this is the last episode within this initial series. But as I record this outro, things are beginning to open up again where I live here in Victoria after another start-stop year of COVID lockdowns and restrictions. I've got a bunch of brilliant people already lined up and soon I'll be able to get out across the country again to continue to interview people who've recovered from neurological issues so that I can bring their stories of recovery to you. If you have any suggestions of people to interview or feedback on the series thus far which you would like me to know, please do so by email at stories.of.recoveryrf at gmail.com. There's also a link to that in the podcast description. I want to sincerely thank all of my guests on this first series. The courage you've shown to share your stories for the benefit of others is extraordinary. And to those listening, know that you are not alone. There is hope and that you can get better. Until I speak with you again, I wish you courage and energy on your own journey forward. Thanks for listening.